Williams, prepare for multi-ball. Hello, and welcome to Pinball Nerds Podcast, coming all the way from River Hibbert's Nova Scotia to the holes in the side of your head, introducing your host, Oberton Albert. That's me. Take it away. Welcome back, Pinball Nerds, episode 281 of your fifth favorite pinball podcast. My name is Orbital Albert, and on today's episode, we're going we're gonna to be counting down the top five nicest women in pinball. Okay, so yesterday, just off the top of my head, I kind of freestyled out an episode for y'all because too often we're quick to judge, too often we're quick to criticize. It's... 10 times easier to criticize something than to say something nice about it. And you know what? You'll probably get more listeners if you criticize. So uh, not that it really matters to me because I do these episodes mostly for myself. It's more like a blog for me to have in the future to go back and listen to. Um, getting a little sentimental. I'm less than two weeks away. Uh, wait, it's the 17th today. I'm two weeks to the day away from being uh, one year old. I'm feeling like a one year old. It's great. I plan on doing this uh, podcast slash blog for a very, very long time. And uh, yeah, it's neat. Every time I go to Anchor and they say, what season are you? I say season one. And in two weeks from now, I get to say season two because uh, I will be have completed my wink, wink, nudge, nudge. If you've been listening to the show for a long time, you know I would like to complete 300 episodes this year. That means I have 19 left to do in 14 days. So let's kick it. And the other reason I'm going to be doing multiple episodes today is because there is a giant nor'easter coming for me here on the coast. Uh, there's supposedly a big, uh, I don't even know if it's a nor'easter, but there, there was a nor'easter last week. This one's even bigger, so I don't know what this one is. This is a, a, a northwester or something. Um, but there's winds of up to 90 kilometers an hour. That's like 50 miles an hour. Uh which isn't a big deal. Like we just went through the class two hurricane Dorian and survived that, even though I was like hanging upside down on my roof, putting shingles on for some time. And, uh, but I learned a lot about roofing. I watched a lot of boring YouTube videos that week. And let me just tell you, even though these guys are good roofers, their YouTube videos aren't that interesting, but let's get back to what we're back here to do today. And that is to just congratulate some people and just give them a shout out for being super nice. Because nice doesn't mean that you're a pushover and that you don't have attitude and you're not fun, you're not rad, and you're not interesting, you're not awesome at pinball. Fun just, or nice to me, just means someone that I think more often than not concentrates on the positives, more often than not contributes to the community, more often than not uh, is like, you know, a glowing force, a glowing beacon, if you will, uh, in, in the pinball world. And these were just, again, and I did get a message uh, from Joe Cherverino yesterday, and he let me know that uh, he was absolutely flattered that I include him in the five nicest dudes. And I said, hey, you just you popped into my head. Every single pinball show I've ever been at, including Pimberg uh, and, and any other show I've been at, he's always the first one to volunteer to help out. He is uh, always being the peacemaker. Uh, he's always seeing the bright side, being the positive guy. He's constantly taking the pictures. And he said that he's the biggest, he is this show's biggest listener. 
I love it. Listener instead of listener, right? Anyways, um, and he said there's hundreds, literally hundreds of people in pinball that are far nicer than him, but he's flattered that I thought of him and it made his day. And yeah, I like making people's day. And maybe he's the only one of the five that heard that. And that's okay with me. Like I, it only got like 60 listens. Uh, my average episodes have been getting a, around 80 to 100. And if it has anything to do with like the rumor mill or an upcoming pinball machine, it tends to get more. Um, but you know me, I will only give you a rumor if I've heard it, or in this case, saw it, and then heard it firsthand from someone within a pinball company. So I'm going to do a little teaser on my next show. I have been working on the top five or top 10, my favorite Gottliebs, but that is going to be delayed because something interesting happened on Twitch last night. Something that I think in a way, and I'm not, uh, I'm not outing anybody here. This wasn't anything sent in a, a private message. This happened live on Twitch, but I may have been the only person who caught it. And I may or may not be able to, well, I, I, I don't want to mix the rumor mill too much because I try to stay positive and, and, you know, not go into that too much. But I think I may have got a tiny indication about maybe not the next Stern, but verified an upcoming Stern. I don't know. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But listen to episode 282 coming up shortly. And you'll hear more about that. Let's get into our top five nicest women in pinball. And to be honest, so many, I, I was like, just after writing out this top five list off the top of my head, like I do like a blog, this isn't something I work on for a week and then, you know, do, do a once a week episode. I do several a day. So this is just off the top of my head and I'm probably forgetting about someone. And even yesterday, there was just so many people that came up that I remembered for nicest dudes. It could have been up there. Uh, Ian Harewer could have been up there. Um, honestly, like Mike Dimas from the Canadian Pinball Podcast, Tony Labulette, who saved a freaking day and uh, made sure my house sale went through and I didn't get a huge fee on my mortgage for not getting everything out in time. So, um, and there's, and there's countless other tournament directors, volunteers, everybody out there that uh, I could have mentioned. And that would be the same with women in pinball. But with that, let's get into it. Number five is Julie Dorsers. Now, Julie, I'm not going to lie. You might not have made this list a couple years ago. Uh, Julie was my Monday night pinball tournament director and also uh, sat, sits on the executive committee for the London Ontario Pinball League. She still is a tournament director for Monday night pinball, I'd like to be clear. But I personally don't play there anymore. Uh, as a side note, I looked at the update from the scores. I got to play in my very final Monday night pinball ever. Had a great time. Wonderful seeing everybody. Talked about it a little bit already. Uh, when I did my Loppel update, my London Ontario Pinball League update, so you go back and listen to that for uh, a slightly more clear and concise update. However, I looked and I tied for third place on that night, so that is pretty awesome. I'm pretty happy about that. Uh, Sean Russell gave me a ride. Shout out! Thanks, Sean, for the ride. Uh, he gave me a ride there, so I really appreciate that. And uh, ride there and back, and I'm pretty sure he won. But, and of course, there was really no winner per se that night. I'm just saying whoever got the most points, and I tied with several people. Several people got 17 points. 17 points is good, but it's like nothing to write home about. But I just feel proud that on my final Monday Night Pinball, which might be my either my final Monday Night Pinball ever or my final Monday Night Pinball for at least six months to a year. So um, really excited about that. Julie, 
Julie and I had a a short period where we didn't get along so well because I was, well, let's be honest, chronically late to Monday Night Pinball or close to late. She had requested that people attempt to get their minimum half an hour early, sign up everything else, let her know if they were going to be later. And lots of times, like my wife was just getting home from work around 7, 7.30. And by the time I had got dinner ready and whipped out the door, I would always be 10 or 15 minutes later, typically showing up at 8.25 when she already had all the teams made. But Julie, thank you for letting me in each and every time I almost showed up late. I apologize for that. Um, and there, there was a couple other times I may have nudged a machine too hard or such that she may have frowned upon that, which she she does, to be fair. It wasn't just me. Each and every time I see anybody... Uh, give the machine a little bit of shats, a little too much, a little too much butter, a little too much chicken, a little too much taco. Uh, she, she'll let, she'll let them know, but that's good because she really has the owners of the machines, um, best at heart. Cause she loves to nudge. She, she's a, an excellent nudger herself, but she doesn't like when people get, give it a little too much. And there was one time perhaps at Lopal at Ray's house that I was playing roadshow and I gave it a little too much a pepper which I probably did. I got a little too excited and uh, maybe moved the machine an inch or two further than it needed to. But I will, to be fair, the same thing I said that night, Julie. Hey, I didn't get a tilt. I only got a double danger. But I know with, and I understand now with D-pads and everything with how you can really move the machine pretty hard, but you won't get a full tilt. You only get a double danger. I don't know if that is true on Pat Lawler's masterpiece roadshow. That's right. You hear, heard it here first. Hot take. I love roadshow. But you guys probably already knew that if you're longtime listeners, because you know how much I love Pat Lawler and Wide Bodies, and and I also just love that game. I think I still have one of the top scores ever got on that machine at the London Ontario Pinball League. Um, it wasn't even that high. I think it was like six hundred, seven hundred thousand, which isn't a big deal. Um, someone like I know Robert Gagno could sit there and get a billion pretty quickly, pretty easily. Um, which I know he's been there and played that one because his initials are on there for Reg, I believe. Um, all right, let's get back to this one here. I don't know if they're still there. Ray's son's really good, so you might have taken them up. But Julie is an awesome person to have. She's always willing to help out in any way she can. Um, Julie does, has to input all the scores for Monday Night Pinball. She's also um, deals, like she's a treasurer, I believe, or she used to be or still is, I think, at Lopal and has to deal with all of that. Outside of that, she's also kicking butt. Many times she's doing all that and putting up with all that pressure plus winning. So Julie props you for that. I don't know how many Monday night pinballs uh, you destroyed me in the finals in. And yet, um, and, and yet lot, lots of the times you're having to kind of track everybody down and make sure the teams are equal and everyone's playing and everything's getting done. And um, so I really appreciate that. And on top of all of this, the cherry on top of this, Julie would have made the list anyways. But then when I was leaving, Julie gave me the nicest gift. And I'm not 100% sure if she would like me to mention exactly what it was, but it was a very kind gift that she shared with me. And it was it's, it's a, a bit of a personal gift. So um, she gave it to me uh, on our last time that we hung out at London, Ontario Pinball League. And Julie, I really appreciate that gift. Um, I'm still enjoying it to this day. So thanks so much for that, Julie. Uh, number four on our list. Oh, and I, I, can't, I can't move off Julie without mentioning. Um, she was just interviewed okay, on the Backbox Pinball Podcast. Uh, you should go listen to that. She is on the most recent episode. And wow, let me tell you. Um, go listen to it. Just go listen to it. That's all I'm going to tell you. Go listen to it. You probably already have. 
If you're a big of a, a fan of women's pinball, you would have already liked and probably listened to the Backbox Pinball Podcast already. So number four on the list is Laura Fraley. Okay, so Laura, I only had the pleasure of meeting at Pinburg one time, and only I did play in a bank with her. I Geez, was it the very first bank of the day or maybe the second bank? It was like the very first day of Pemberg. We weren't in our divisions yet, so I don't think we were in A together. She might have made A. She was an excellent player. I'm pretty sure she beat me on most of the machines in that bank, but I'd have to pull up Pemberg and check. But she's really nice. And as I was standing there uh, talking to her, I happened to be like, like looking through Facebook. And I noticed this picture of this girl with... Uh, very nice red hair, really cool red hair. And I'm like, whoa, that looks just like the girl I'm talking to. Oh, I've had her on Facebook for a long time. Oh, her name is Laura. Oh, it's the same person. Anyways, I was probably hungover and tired and I'm a little bit of a schmidt sometimes. And then I was like, oh, and then I liked the picture and then I showed it to her. I was like, that's you. She's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So she probably recognized that uh, we were Facebook friends because we had never had the, the opportunity to hang, hang out before. Um, and of course I got to chat with her a little, I didn't get to do, I wasn't probably comfortable yet. The first few rounds asking people, I think it wasn't until about halfway through day one until I had a little bit of liquid courage, a couple of brewskis or two. And then I was, then I was comfortable starting to ask people, Hey, can I do a quick, like 30 second, like two minute max, you know, pinter view with you for my attempting to do 100 interviews, which I came nowhere close to doing. Let's say I got around 50 though. And uh, anyway, so I did not get to speak with her, and I feel bad about that. I would have loved to have done that. Uh, Laura's just very vocal in the pinball community. She most recently went on a trip over to Europe somewhere, and she had uh, I, I watched updates she had about that where she was just so excited to be included and part of it. And um, she got to do commentary, I guess, for their Twitch channel, their live stream or YouTube. I'm not sure what it was. But she helped in the commentary booth. She did really well. She won the women's tournament there. She had a great time. She had a fun trip. And she was just so complimentary and kind to everyone. I also got the pleasure of listening to her on episode 10, uh, again, on Backbox Pinball Podcast. I see a little bit of a, there's a little bit of a trend here, right, in the top five. If you're a really kind, really cool, really rad pinballer, you're probably going to get interviewed on the Backbox Pinball Podcast. Um, yeah, so number 10, go back and listen to that if you haven't, but you probably already have. So anyways, she's just really fun. I like all of her Facebook posts. She's constantly talking about, uh, their, their pinball. Is it like a co-op thing that they have there? Anyways, she helps run the league at, and she was so excited to be back to league. So again, uh, I don't know her that well, but these are just people that popped into my head immediately when I was doing today's blog. So number three is... Lauren Gray herself. Come on. Okay. Now maybe it's because I just came back from traveling all the way to Ontario and back. And, uh, you know, I came back about a week ago, but, uh, I still have it fresh in my head because I had a great time while I was traveling during the 24 hours I spent in the airport. Yes. Like Tom Hanks in terminal, I had the opportunity to catch up on, and I had already listened to a couple of the back box but, you know, I was four or five episodes back because she does put them out very regularly, which is pretty awesome. Um, is, is it weekly? It looks, yeah, it looks to be weekly here. So uh, that's really cool. And I was a, a few behind. I'm not going to lie. But now I'm a big fan and I'm going to be listening each and every single week. Don't worry. 
Um, but she is a great interviewer and you can just tell that she has this passion and kindness that she wants to share her pinball love to everybody. Um, but especially do it for the women. I think that that's really cool. It's a woman interviewing women and she's doing a great job doing it. So, uh, keep it up your, I couldn't think of anyone else better to be hosting that podcast. Like your, um, your passion for pinball is infectious. So keep it up. Keep, keep doing it. I love Backbox. And if you guys haven't had the chance, go listen to Backbox. Whether you're a woman or a man, you're going to appreciate it. You're going to love it. Go over there, like, subscribe, uh, maybe leave a review if you love it. And uh, yeah, just help support, right? All right. Number two. We got a two-way tie for number two. Two-way tie for number two. Okay. I These two, two girls are like my two favorite competitive pinball players. But they're not just my favorite competitive pinball players because of how freaking good they are at pinball and how badly both of them would destroy me at each and every game on the planet. No, both of these women, and I say girls and I apologize, it's women. Both of these women... Um, are fun, uh, fun, but also huge pinball ambassadors. Both of these women I've seen do numerous interviews for radio, podcasts, YouTube, whatever you're, everything really. Um, and they are Carrie Zen Wing, um, Carrie Zen Wing, and I did name her that first after watching a piece on her. I think I named it here, her, 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 that first, I believe that I, I don't know, but I'm trying to get it going. So can you, if you could use it, that'd be awesome. But I call her Carrie Zen wing because she, although she's great at nudging and, 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 but I've never seen anyone do like such a, yeah, when she's slap saving, you can tell, but she is very stoic looking. She's been playing pinball since she was very young and she has this way of playing where she is so calm and like, I would like to look even, I get all into this like excited stance and I, my legs are one forward, one all the way back. And I'm pushing up against the machine. Like I'm trying to push a wall almost. And, uh, I look like I'm possibly someone who's in a lot of strife when I get really into it. Right. And she looks so relaxed, so calm, just stands there, just chills. And also when she's even doing commentary, she's being interviewed. She is so relaxed and so chill. Uh, she was also, of course, interviewed on the back box. I'll have to go over here to the Backbox Pinball Podcast.fireside.fm page that I'm reading this off of in case you want to go to the same one. See, she might have been on the first page. Anyways, I'm 99% sure she was also interviewed on here. And Look at, see, every woman on here could have made this list. That's the thing. And then Danielle Peck, of course. You guys know Danielle Peck. She's uh, from New Zealand. She's like the top player there. Um, she is an incredible player. Uh, Carrie Wing was episode 14, and Danielle Peck was episode 16. And honestly, Backbox just does a great job picking people. I would have picked Carrie and Danielle before this anyways. Um, yeah, I think that Dan I know that Danielle unfortunately had to go. I don't I don't know if she was assaulted or 
something happened where she got injured, and I apologize for not knowing the details. Something happened, and she went into the hospital, I believe, um, and she's able to play pinball now, and everything's good, and she's still incredibly awesome at it, and um, she was just, I remember reading a Facebook post that she had that was just so positive about that, and I was like, wow, if something that negative happened to me, and if I got any of the details wrong, I apologize, um, but she was just so positive about it that I couldn't believe it. And every time I've heard her interviewed, and I believe is she the, the first and only person to have ever got a, ooh, the wind is picking up, to have ever got a pinball scholarship? Am I pulling out that out of my, my head properly, I think? Anyways, love both of those uh, women. They're awesome competitors. But over and above that, they seem to be kind, fun, giving, sharing, the type of people that if you were playing a pinball tournament with them, they'd probably be giving you lots of tips and teaching you how to play the game better, even though they knew that that could hurt them later on in the tournament because you might end up playing them later, right? And those are the type of selfless pinball people that we want to cherish and recognize, and that's what this podcast is about. So number one on this list is Mrs. Pin. Okay, I might be her biggest super fan. I don't know. Uh, no, that's probably Glenn, but he's every podcaster's favorite guy, right? Um, and Glenn, did I miss you in the stream last night? Did you? I don't know if I saw you in the stream last night. Watched. I watched two really cool live stream last night, and that's going to be all about. I'm going to talk about that in the next episode. But Mrs. Penn, Sarah, can I call you that? We've met. I've talked to you. Did get to interview her, and I kept missing running into her or we were busy between rounds. If I did see her and like wave or something like that quickly, uh, I did run into Christian once or twice and said hello quickly uh, earlier at Pemberg, uh, her husband, Dr. Penn, sorry. Um, and I, by the time I finally had the chance to see her and I asked her if I could do an interview, her husband, Dr. Penn was playing in the E finals against Megan Sprague shout out. And, uh, they were playing in finals and she was still kind enough to come over and give me an interview. And I told her I had typically been doing quick interviews, but I'm a huge fan of hers and herself and a couple other people like Jack Danger. Uh, I had said I would like to get a little bit more time. And they were both, uh, of course, kind enough to give me with some. But I think that Mrs. Penn and I chatted for like 15, maybe even 20 minutes. Uh, I have to scroll back and listen to it. You can see in there, I think it's, I think it was like the final, uh, I don't know, it was right around, look about a week after Pemberg. So look back about three months on there if you wanted to listen to that interview with Mrs. Penn, which I had a lot of fun doing. But she's Dr. Penn's biggest fan, and she, I know she wanted to be front row center, and I pulled her away from that, and I apologize, but... Uh, who knows? Who knows? Maybe it helped Dr. Penn. Maybe he's like, okay, got a little less pressure. I don't want to disappoint my my wife and her Mrs. Penn and her awesome podcast by not doing rad in this first round. And maybe by, I don't know. I'm just kidding. I'm sure that it, it didn't help or hinder anything. He's a great player. And uh, he went, did he go on to get second in that or win it? I can't remember. I think it was top two. Megan maybe got third. Yes. So, and see Megan Sprague, see Megan could have made this list. Um, I'm going to throw, I'm going to throw her into here as honorary memory and asterisk because I didn't even think about it. Megan was kind enough to let me stay at her house in Ottawa. I threw up a Facebook post and literally that night she hooked me up with 
the nicest uh, bed ever. Yeah, um, and the bed was like in, in the basement, which was like 20 feet away from like a whole bunch of pinball machines. And even though she was tired, exhausted, uh, and everything else, she stayed up and played some pinball with me for a little, which was super awesome. Cause I didn't get there till after midnight. She had to wake up very early in the morning. So thank you so much for that, Megan. Uh, she could have made this list. She also got interviewed by me, uh, at Pinburg. So you can go back and listen to that as well. It was very interesting, but Mrs. Pin uh, not only spent that much time with me while her husband was in finals at Pimberg, but she goes out of her way to include and incorporate children in pinball and pinball tournaments and encourages those by doing the most rad trophies on the planet. Um, she gifts pretty much every single solitary podcaster that she's friends with when she runs into them. Um, I know that she made special shirts for Bruce and Ron from Slam Tilt, and she's gotten Martin gifts at least once or twice, maybe at TPF and another place. I know I've heard about that, and she's even sent people gifts places and such. And so uh, I think that she is she's kind with her time and energy because she was hustling a pinball podcast there like no other last year. Um, at one point, she was putting out, I think, more than me or more often than me for, for a little bit, which is saying a lot because sometimes I do multiple a day and I'm usually averaging about five to six a week, right? So um, I know she's working now and it's a little bit harder, but she did just put out a new episode and it was super rad. You guys should go listen to it. Um, other than that, I will say this. There's one more asterisk to this episode. My super awesome wife, Danielle, could have easily made this list She's maybe not as much of a pinballer as like someone who will play from time to time who enjoys it, but she's already admitted to me like during the two weeks when I was gone, I said, well, did you, did you play even once? She was like, no, if the kids had wanted to have a little mini tournament, I would have played or if one of their friends were over, I would have played and she would have enjoyed it. But um, now I can see her if I had more EMs, she really likes Jungle Princess. She, she plays that quite a bit. Um, and she does like the EMs in solid states a little bit more. She doesn't love the speed of the newer Sterns, but she can play them and she's pretty decent at them. She kicks my butt on them sometimes. She just isn't as passionate about pinball as all of the other, uh, pinball nerds on this list. So thank you so much women in pinball. And I'm always saying that women are underrepresented in pinball. So that's why I did this list. I would love to hear and see a woman do you know another top five list about this um i by no means know a large sum of people i mean i've never been to pinball expo shout out to all those at expo this weekend by the way um i am going to talk more about expo and chris the pin turn at expo in the next episode but uh i haven't been to a lot of these pinball shows i don't know a lot of these distributors okay and uh Oh my gosh, see, even see, even as I'm doing this, Crystal Gemmick, okay, from who works at Marco Specialties. She is currently at. I'm gonna give her a tie for with Mrs. Pennant, number one, because I was thinking that originally when I was thinking about doing this list yesterday, and I forgot to add her when I was doing it here. So she's gonna tie with number one. When it was my turn to interview uh, Crystal for Riptide, we, we went for a little bit longer as well because Riptide Pinball, her and Stephanie Geiga, the pinball princess, they host Riptide Pinball Podcast. And you guys got to put out an episode again because it's been a while since you've had one, I 
think. Let me go over to Riptide here and check. But let me tell this quick story about Crystal. Um, podcast. Sorry, I can't type and talk. I'm not. I'm not that good. I'm not. I'm no Dennis Creasel. Okay. Okay. Here we go. So, anyways, Crystal was like, you know what? It might make your podcast sound better. It's up to you. She was totally nice about it. Like, and I had got to talk to her quite a few times at the Dead Flip after party, and uh, <clears throat> ran into her on the live stream. Orbital Albert's live stream that I put up on Facebook, ran into her and did a quick mini interview with her. She was really kind. That's another thing. She was chatting with a whole bunch of other people. And even though she saw me on the live stream, she was kind enough to do a mini interview out of nowhere with me for the live stream. Even though I only had like 15 viewers or something silly, but that was awesome. And then she goes, you know what? It might sound better for your podcast. So here she is thinking about my podcast. She's like, it's totally up to you, but it might sound better if we go somewhere kind of like quiet with out all the background noise. Now, by the time that we interviewed, they were far into finals. I think she was my last or second last. I think Megan was my last interview. She was my second last interview. And they were well into finals and it got way too loud <clears throat> um, anywhere near where we were playing pinball. And because Crystal's so nice and knows so many people, there's a good chance if we were recording an interview, even kind of off to the side, that someone would, who knows how kind and outgoing and fun she is, someone would come over and like, be like, hey, Crystal, and then she'd be so nice that she would have to, she's so nice that she would want to talk to them, and then she would feel bad because she's interrupting the podcast, so it was actually smart that we probably tried to go somewhere, and it was the final Sunday, like, the whole room was just jam-packed, there was nowhere to go without tons of background noise, um, <clears throat> like, when I got to speak to Jack Danger of Dead Flip and Mrs. Penn, um, it was much quieter, we were kind of sitting in the middle, and finals hadn't started, well, finals did start, Jeff Teolis of Pinball Profile, uh, Jeff Diolis came on and started talking right at the end of Jack Danger Nice interview to let people know that they were starting finals. So I guess we Sorry about that, pinball nerds. I apologize. I ran into my 30-minute max. Uh, I do have a new phone on the way soon, so we shouldn't have to worry about that moving forward. But what I was saying is that Crystal Gemmick from the Riptide Pinball Podcast is super rad. She is tied with Mrs. Pin of Mrs. Pin's Pinball Podcast. I'm glad that we're seeing more and more women uh, on pinball podcasts and even co-hosting. Crystal co-hosted and did an awesome job co-hosting, of course, this week in pinball with Mr. Zach Attack Many, uh, the hardest working guy in pinball, right? Uh, anyways, she did a fantastic job on there. I'm glad that we're seeing more women in pinball. Um, I'm glad Back, uh, Backbox is doing so well. Get over there and listen to that if you haven't, of course. I'm going to let you pinball nerds go for the day so I can get ready for my next episode. Hopefully the wind is picking up. I'm afraid we might lose hydro soon. So if you don't hear from me for three or four days, don't worry. Uh, I do have hydro. I have filled up my generator. I've got like 25 hours worth of uh, gas to run the generator. Um, I filled up my bathtub with water. We could lose hydro for three or four days. I'm not going to lie. This, this nor'easter is real. It's legit. It's coming for us. Anyways, hopefully they're wrong and it'll be fine and I won't be up on my roof and uh, putting shingles back on or anything. Hopefully it won't be nearly as severe as Hurricane Dorian and I'll just be walking on sunshine like Katrina and the waves did. Until next time, pinball nerds, eat, sleep, and breathe coast-to-coast -coast pinball with Nate Shivers.
Oh yeah. Think maybe you love me now, baby. I'm sure, and I just can't wait till the day when you knock on my door. Oh, yeah, yeah, woo! All right, just go time for breakfast. Go make some food, go let the dog out. To make sure the chickens are all good. Check on the little chicks. Oh, I'm walking on sunshine. Whoa. Oh my God, it's still recording? Oh, this is so embarrassing. I can't believe it was still recording. Oh my gosh.